Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another edition of Infection Podcast. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on X at Nicholas M. Craig. Check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. Joining us as always on this special Monday edition, Brian Aldridge. What's going on, buddy? Hope all's well. All is going well, and thank you for being willing to do another Monday show uh, so I can get to my son's football. Uh, yeah. If you want to find me at Boise Computer on all the, uh, well, x.com, whatever it is now, it's called x, or it's uh, x. at Brian Aldridge on the others. <laughs> yeah, so this week, kind of a, or this past week, something yeah. kind, of, kind of surprising popped up that just Big hit one. the news feed. I was at my office here this um, last week, and it came up during the lunch. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that Unity, all of a sudden, out of the blue, decides to introduce a license change. And it really just frustrated and upset a lot of developers. And they're calling it this runtime fee uh, that's going to kick in and be based on revenue and installs. So for some people, that that seems to really affect. Now, let's go over what the actual change is. Because I have on Unity's website, they have uh, their initial announcement they did. Okay. So they said, effective January 1st, 2024, we will introduce a new Unity runtime fee that's based on game installs. We will also add cloud-based asset storage, Unity DevOps tools, and AI at runtime at no extra cost to Unity subscription plans this November. So that's kind of the beginning of the announcement. Now, uh, what this means is, so if you meet a threshold of, and they have a table of, Revenue in the last 12 months of Mm $200,000, you know, that makes you eligible for the Unity Personal and Unity Plus and uh, 200,000 lifetime installs. And is the keyword, not or, and. (laughs) Yes, and. uh, So, you know, the the thing that kind of gets me is lifetime installs. uh, That really affects a lot of different people. So, uh, you know, of course, from Unity Pro and Enterprise, that's a million dollars revenue in the last 12 months and a million in lifetime installs. Now, once you do that, that means that you're going to start paying a per install fee. So if you yes. game, your game meets both of these thresholds, these rates apply to you um, per install. So if you're on the Unity Personal and Unity Plus, which is that first tier, it's 20 cents per install for the first million. Because, of course, after a million, then you're in the, you know, the next tiers up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 20 cents per install. Uh, and if the thresholds are met, emerging markets rate, that's 2 cents per additional, per installs per month. I'm not sure what emerging market rate is. That would be emerging markets outside. That would be outside of the United States, outside of any. Okay, so other places they pay two cents. Yeah, yeah, I would assume. This would be struggling economies and things like that. That's whatever. Uh, Probably a special list of countries that they have applying for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, and then if you're on the Unity Pro, your first 100,000 are 15 cents per install. 75% for the. On top of the million you've already got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what they're going to be charging you. Yes. Um, and then 75, what, is it 0.075? Yep, so, so that's just 7.5 cents per install for the 100,000 through 500,000. And then 3 cents per install for half a million to a million. 
and then two cents per install after that. For Unity Enterprise, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what cents cheaper, or yeah. you know, once you get to a million plus, it's one cent. So that's what their encouragement is to get to that Unity Enterprise level. Um, now, this the problem is affects places like uh, well, well, I mean, Humble Bundle, for instance. Yeah. I mean, look at the mass amount of keys for the for when they're supposedly kind of doing this for charity, so they're not getting the full. They're not even getting guaranteed a certain amount of money on that. Uh, I guess, you know, because so, someone can slide on a lot of those, slide the developer totally out of it. Correct. Uh, enough of those, the developers covering a cost that they're getting zero reimbursement for um, kind of kills the idea of having, what, free-to-play games? That Well, I mean, yeah, you, I mean you got to think, is this per, per project or... Let's say they have some sort of other side microtransactions they do. Yeah, to to me as I read this and it's 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 confusing. Um but from how I read it, the um this is for because it's an an and threshold, it's 200,000 installs and $200,000. Presumably, if you have a free to play, if you have a free to play game, well, a, you would, with microtransactions, right? Free to play microtransaction yeah. game, you well, could you have that, millions of installs that are relying could. on certain microtransactions to bring in the money. So, correct, it's kind of killing the idea, which sometimes seems like a good idea. <laughs> it's killing the idea of these free to play games that make their money off the microtransactions. Sure, because you don't want to have ten million people playing your game, but then you know a, a hundred hundred thousand or, or thousands of people that are really paying for your revenue because all those extra installs are really killing you at that point correct they're, they're raising up amount the amount that you have to pay you know because a majority of those people never do uh put money towards the game they install it they, it sits there um and then you have your small amount of whales which is how a lot of these free-to-play games go that actually pay for the game and pay for the studio well, this goes totally against that whole revenue model. And I, I think a lot of people are seeing that. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, so there is an interesting, there's, so there's a couple of interesting things going on here. And uh, we'll, this is going to be our main topic tonight because there's a lot of stuff here. Um, this is not a decision. I mean, based on the chart that we just looked at and all the different pricing, this is not a last-minute decision. This is no. not some random, oh, yeah, let's give this a try. Do we need to get approval? No, we'll kind of, we'll kind of figure it out. This was obviously something that was discussed at nauseum internal, and I think that's an important piece yeah. of the puzzle here. This is not a, a harebrained, let's throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. This is very methodical. It's planned out. It's priced out. It's tiered out. So they knew what they were doing, right? The idea that this is, and you know, obviously they've walked some of this back, uh, you yeah. know, saying we apologize for confusion. There's no confusion. I mean, it's very clear with what they were doing. Um, I will say this, Brian, not in defense of Unity, um, but there, when you are using something for free, and it has been free, at least at some in some tiers, or there haven't been some strings attached. 
you're it's always a it's always a risk. I mean, you know, everything about everybody that's got Gmail accounts and and all these free services that oh well they're it's free, it's free, it's free, create an account. We've seen in recent history that not all of these free things and end up being free and they end up charging for some of these things Google Apps over is time. the perfect example it's of a that. Great Remember all those free accounts that, yes. that then they said, "Oh, well, we're either shutting you down or you're starting to pay." Correct. Okay, and, well, so I'm going to so I'm going to lose all my services or I start paying you a monthly fee. Well, and, and Brian is and as the consumer, I understand that that's a pretty crappy situation to be in. But this is the reality of free services. Free software yep. as a service, SaaS, is always susceptible to this. And again, I am not carrying water for Unity in any way, shape, or form. But it's yep. something that developers and folks need to think about. It's the same thing with Unreal. There is no reason that Unreal couldn't pull something similar like this or anybody pull something similar like this in the future. It is a risk of using these services with quote unquote no strings attached um an unbelievably stupid decision a completely boneheaded decision by unity now i don't know if yeah. you've got the i don't know if this is i don't know if you've got this in the the notes here but one of the ways that they were uh trying to um push this off brian was if you used the unity ad market in your game that they would waive all of these fees. So yeah. it was a to, to me, it was a way to push people to the ad market, which is generating revenue and then giving the developer an option. Okay, here are your two choices. You can put ads in your launcher or somewhere using our marketplace, and we won't charge you a free fee because we'll make the money on the back end, or you pay us uh, you know, whatever, however this, this fee comes down. Um, Kind of a crappy way to do that, um, less than uh, very disingenuous, um, but at least they had that door open as an option for for yeah. some developers to take advantage of. Um, everybody has always loved Unity and everybody hates Epic and Unreal, and uh, it was very interesting to see the conversations all over the gaming social media these past couple days pitchforks literal bomb threats to the unity office um people yep. really really pissed about this obviously we're not condoning well, they bomb closed, or violence but they closed the, two of their offices due to those death threats yeah they have um, a choice. Austin and san francisco uh, had to close their offices because of those yeah which we do not of course condone here in any way shape or form but people that goes to show you the kind of outrage that people were feeling over this um yep what was some of the reaction that you saw to this or you saw about this when this came out? I think Wednesday maybe of last week, a couple days yeah. after the show. Well, the first thing I, I started seeing in my news feed a lot of because I, I subscribe to a lot of things for developers and the people making the games and kind of the, mm -hmm. the news things that would be targeting them. And the, the things that I started seeing are um, how to switch to Unreal, you know, how... Uh, the ter like people putting out spreadsheets that have the terms or, you know, graphics that have the terms of here's what the term is for this object and these things in unity. Here's what they are for other game engines to help people move away from unity. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, you had rust, you know, the makers of rust saying that rust two will not be on unity. Now, whether or not they hold to that based on, um, 
based on whatever walking back if it's enough. But uh, you know they they were saying Rust two definitely won't be a Unity game and sis the dev. Whether they'll stick to that, we will see. But that's that's pretty strong statement from one of the main and best looking games that I think Unity's ever put out when it comes to taking advantage and improving even their own that engine. Um, other things, some things that I saw is, well, personally, here's one thing I wanted to make note of. When they say, like they were talking about that generative AI technology that they're going to be now incorporating at no extra cost. No, no, this is the extra cost. When they Correct. say at no extra cost, when you start adding in services that take resources to continue, it's going to take money and servers and things to make happen in your subscription. This is them putting the cost in. They are raising the rates so that then they can claim that it's included in your plan rather than adding it as an addition to what could be you know, a, an add-on to a plan, which I think would have been the much better way to say, hey, we've got our standard licenses here. But then go with the plus version. You know, they already have a plus, but, you know, the AI plus where we'll, we'll put in there for a, a reasonable fee Unity's generative AI technology so that you can take advantage of that. The, the problem is they wanted everybody to have access to it. Uh, and so they have to put in a cost so that if in case a large number of their user base actually use it, they can afford it. Well, a lot of people aren't going to use that. And you're just making it to where now all of a sudden people have a fee to cover some, I mean, it's kind of like welfare in a way. If you look at what it's really doing, other, everybody's paying for the, the cool things for the smaller amount of people that need it or want it rather than I, the people paying for what they need. I go back to, to my phrase I used earlier. It's disingenuous at best when you, when you say and yeah. do things like that. And I think that is what really rubs and, and, um, pisses people off more than anything. And obviously the fee structure itself is, is, I think a little outrageous uh, plus based on the fact that it's retroactive. Um, but yeah. the, the disingenuous nature of the way that they went about it um, is seemingly what is seemingly, I think what is uh, pissing so many people off. Br Brian, before we continue, I know you don't have the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, who inside of unity thought that they could release something like this and not get, I mean, you're not, Unity is a software company. I mean, they're entrenched in the internet and the and and the way that the, the reaction to the things on the internet. We've they've been part of controversies, not not themselves, but I'm sure games that have used their engine that have pulled crap like this in the past. How can a company be so tone deaf to what's going on? Um, maybe the corporate bureaucracy is is alive and well at uh, at unity but i i can't imagine that they ran this by uh, some people low enough on the chain that said this is an absolutely atrocious idea because it is i, I just can't fathom how they came to this decision well okay so here is here's what i because I, I heard people talking about this sure and supposedly the ceo john was rick Gatilio, Riccatilio. Okay. Supposedly he's a scumbag. According to, you know, you see, you can go things that says there's all these things saying he was always a scumbag, oh, uh, but yeah. he has some supposed history. I mean, he used to work for electronics art, electronic arts. I saw that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then co-founded a private equity firm. 
in 2004. And, and just supposedly based on his history, this is kind of par the, for the course for him that he goes and um, goes and, and does these things to buy and, and then kind of jumps on the company with what, what like one of my coworkers said with the golden parachute. <laughs> he's kind of, he's one of those guys that will just kind of do something crazy like this and then leave the company. Um, I don't know. I'd have to research that a little bit better, but there's a lot of videos and articles that if you want to go look that just search for John Riccatillo Tilio or whatever it is, Riccatillo, uh, being scumbag. And I'm sure you'll get yeah. plenty of articles want, about it. I want to stop you right there. I would, I would argue though, people say the same thing about Tim Sweeney. They say the same oh, yeah. thing about, um, what's his name over at, um, uh, 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 Bobby Kotnick. I mean, this is kind of the, tra you know, the, unfortunately, and the reason, you know, those shows changed so dramatically in the last couple of years, the video game industry is full of so many libs. Uh, anybody that is successful, anybody that makes any money at any of these companies is the enemy. Uh, and they're all the most terrible, awful people that have ever existed. Um, so I, I, I don't know how much stock I, I put into that. But, I mean, he couldn't have yeah. made this decision alone, Brian. I mean, you're telling no. me that the CEO had this awful idea and nobody put up a significant fight and – I mean, it's possible. I'm not yeah. saying it's not. I just – I especially with a guy that has been in the video game industry. I mean, this is not some outside guy. I mean, he worked yeah. – he was a he was super high up at EA. And obviously, we know EA and their business practices of – 2012 and 2014 when you bought a used game you had to go back and purchase I mean, look what he did with a online pass to play the a Sims used has turned game. into a super microtransaction yeah it, it has game. no no question about it um so this lasted uh like five days and news broke yesterday or maybe early this morning i think it maybe there was, was yesterday. they put an announcement out yesterday so what happened kind of an here? update yeah, what's All the right, update? so here, here's here's what they said. We have heard you. They always love saying this whenever they put their foot in their mouth. We apologize for the confusion and angst the runtime fee policy we announced on Tuesday caused. We are listening, talking to our team members, community, customers, and partners, and we'll be making changes to the policy. We will share an update in a couple of days. Thank you for your honest and critical feedback. That's it. So we will see what that means. Yeah, um, I'm Wizards of the Coast did something very similar, right? They they but they came back and open sourced their their game manual. Now, that's something different. But what could they do to to make the people that already are using and have a game created inside of Unity feel safe that all of a sudden they're not going to have to shut down their game because they can't afford it anymore? Like, what's that going to take? So here. This is a word of caution. This is what's going to likely happen. They're going to revert this policy and beg for forgiveness. And I, I, a bunch of developers are going to go, oh, it's okay. We forgive you. And they're not going to, I mean, the reality with this, Brian, is you need to change the engine you're using. I know that's, I know that is much easier said than done. Uh, completely understand the process there. Yeah. But once this has happened once, it's going to happen again. And when you look at the reality of a company like Unity, they need a substantial way to generate revenue. And they obviously are not getting that through their volunteer ad marketplace, uh, at least not at the levels in which shareholders and 
and other folks within the company want it to be. So they might temporarily walk this back or change some of it. But, you know, Brian, we, we, we fall for this all the time and we go, oh, OK, yeah, they're the good. They're the good guys again. This is if this doesn't happen now, what stops it from happening in two years or four years or five years or 10 years, however much further down the road it might be. And I would argue it's the same thing if you move to Unreal. I mean, all of these engines that provide all of these great free resources, which I'm very thankful for. It's done so much for the indie game community and everybody else. You're putting your entire business in the stock of this company, keeping their terms the same. And that's unrealistic on both parties from the business standpoint of Unreal or Unity and from the, the side of the game developer. It's That's completely unreal, no pun intended. Uh, un, it's just unrealistic long term that, that that's never going to change. Um, so it's a it's a it's a very interesting um, it's a very interesting dichotomy. Yeah. And I, I, I think that here that they've been saying a lot of statements like, for instance, Game Pass installs are different demos that they've been putting a lot of clarifying language in, which they really should have put a lot of that in their initial statement. Sure, because it was it was way too vague. Uh, now, one thing that I've because we've seen similar things come out of Epic, where, for instance, they just announced that uh, if you have your your game on their store for the first year, you incur no fees. Correct. So they do it. They do it differently, and then all these extra services, um, they all these extra services that they have. They don't. Um, they're, they're not going to be charging for them, and they're cross-platform available to everybody. So, like a lot of these additions that they keep putting in, aren't doing what this did. Uh, it, they're making it to where other people are using their products for free, and and then they're saying, "Well, okay, but if you use our stuff, then we'll make it to where you don't have to pay for a long time, or you'll save a lot of money your first year as you get started, and then you'll go to a normal tier, which is still comparable to everywhere else." Like, free I, th for I think now. they've done a good job of not. Um, well, no, their their game tools. Certain of their game tools are are going to be. They're making it free. Period. Like uh, but free I'm for saying, everybody to use. Uh, but it's free right now. I mean, there's nothing yeah. that stops them from updating their TOS, updating their license agreement, and retroactively change. I mean, that that's exactly what happened with with uh, with with Unity here, Brian. That that that's what I'm. Uh, that's that's the warning that that I think needs to be discussed here is yes this cross-platform stuff is amazing it's great it's it's free it's free it's free it's free we love free it's free under the current terms of service and there's nothing wrong or illegal with them to change that in the future now obviously yeah. there's there's stipulations on that but there's nothing that legally requires them to offer it for free forever there's nothing that is that is binding them to give you free. Well, unless for a there's year. a really good contract that that somehow but, you know, but you break, know damn makes well, it where you're no longer sure. held to a contract. But th but that's not the case. I mean, these guys are writing the contract. Unreal writes the contract. They give themselves flexibility in the future. Unity writes their contract. They give themselves flexibility in the future. I'm not indicating that Unreal is going to start doing this, but it yeah. it should be something that's on everybody's mind. Again, there's no such thing as free. Never, not once, has it ever existed. There's always something that is going to pay for it. And when that other thing 
like for example, right now it's Fortnite. I mean, the reason that Unreal is able and Epic is able to roll out all this stuff for free and charge nothing is because they're making yeah. billions of dollars on Fortnite. I mean, they're just flushed yeah. with cash. But what happens when that Which revenue puts them in a unique up? situation? Yeah, yeah but what happens when it's gone? Situation. Well, and that's the perfect example is why this Unity doesn't have that to fall back on. Unity no. currently <laughs> relies 100% on the developers doing well. Yes. And that's the problem is right now developers are not doing well. We've been covering week after week after week the number of studios laying off people, the number of game sales down, uh, and all, all of these negative effects and, and people not making as much revenue as they were. Who does that affect that you don't really hear about or see? These game engines that rely on sales of games to be able to make their recurring amount of money. <laughs> and this is, I think, a, a reaction of Unity to that of, well, we want to continue to compete with Epic. How, you know, we still need to make this amount of money to make these improvements to be able to stay a competitive and engine that's taken seriously in the market. How do we do that? Well, we need to restructure how we make money. Okay, that's well, when you've been going as kind of a free to make cheap games, you know, which everybody was doing. All these kids were making games on it. All of the little mobile games were being made on Unity. Simple games were being made on Unity. Well, you just went to a huge amount of your install base and, and are threatening them. And other, you know, the bigger ones are going to be affected by it too. I don't think they're as concerned. But you're really, the, the, what you sold, who you sold to, like who you um, were trying to market to in a way by how, everything, how your product worked and how everything was, was structured, those are the people that are being hurt by this, and I think that's where they really didn't didn't look and see it through. But I disagree with you that they had to have looked at this and saw this through. I mean, again, you, I, you maybe can't... they view those people as a pain. They don't bring enough money to really be relevant. They want to be like Epic and have the big installs. They've got, but that's they've got not rust. what their engine is. But yeah, they do have rust. But that's not. Yeah. That, but we've discussed in 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 extensive detail over the last what five years on this show that. For major, major games, Unity isn't the engine. If you're making, no. an, if you're an indie developer, Unity's probably a better engine for you. If you're building a two, a, 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 a 2D game, Unity is, you wouldn't even touch Unreal. Unreal is a terrible 2D engine. It's garbage. It's not made for yeah. it. So you would use uh, uh, Unity for that. If you're building a mobile game, Unity is a far superior product to what Unreal has available. So uh, uh, this, yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with you, Brian. This idea that they're trying to compete with Epic in this same way, I just can't fathom who the hell thought that this was a good idea. I. But thing is, AI I, I doesn't work for mass install games. I mean, no. it's too expensive. That's the problem. Is they've got to be going for the bigger guys that are delivering more and having a higher cost of uh, to purchase the game and things like that because. Why would you bundle that in? That's, a, that's an expensive product to incorporate into one of your main uh, product lines. And so that's, that for me, I, just, I, I feel like they've got to be going for, let's, get, let's tone out some of the smaller guys, let's, let's price them out, and let's try to get my, more money out of the bigger guys. But the thing is, that just doesn't work for who they have, their install base. I mean, are they, yeah, you're right, they should. I can't imagine how they didn't see that. They didn't think about it. They did. They had that's what I'm saying. And that's my point is, is, uh, is I'm trying to, I, I don't even know how to, I, I don't even know how to articulate this. I've been thinking about it all day and I still don't know how to articulate it. They knew exactly what they were doing. 
They know exactly who their use case, their use ba- their user base is. They know exactly who their developers are. They know exactly who is behind their community. I, that's why I struggle to understand what they were thinking here. Unless we go, I go back to my initial premises of this is a company that is in significant need of revenue generation. Yeah, and, and that they're going to be having to majorly downsize something, close offices to be able to maintain this. Now that they did, so there was a all hands meeting where they were putting out some of the ideas that they're considering. So this was an internal office meeting that was, I guess, recorded or something. Here's some of the things that they're thinking about as a solution. Okay. A maximum fee cap of 4% of a game's revenue over $1 million. Does that solve their problem? I mean, honestly not. I mean, it, it, I can understand to a point, but let's say you, you have a huge game, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption equivalent Rust. that sits there like Rust. That's great for them. That's going to make them feel safe, but you're really capping the possibilities over a game that becomes successful. And then you're still relying on all those little guys. The installation threshold will no longer be retroactive. Okay, good. So only installs after the imposition of the policy would count towards the threshold. That's a good idea because you shouldn't be changing a contract after the fact because they agreed to something else when they made their game under your product. I hate it when they retroactive things because that's not what we entered the contract with an understanding of. And then Unity will no longer rely on proprietary technology to track installs instead of asking users to self-report numbers. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good luck with that. I can understand how that does solve some problems. Let's say you have an offline game. How do you, how do you track that? If you're requiring it, you're then making everybody phone home to some level, and f- that's going to piss off some people. But I'm, isn't it phoning home anyway? I'm sure when you run a, the, a Unity engine game, now it's phoning home to Unity. It's got to be. I mean, if you have an offlane game that you can install without the internet, oh, well, it's got to well, sure. be. That one's not. That's what I'm, but saying. I'm saying. For them to be tracking per install, because all you'd have to do is say to your users, turn off your firewall before you install our game, and it wouldn't cost you anything. But it's going to phone have home something. next time you're connected to the internet and open the game. Or, or put a firewall port up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure there's. Yeah. But there there's too many issues that come from that. And you're going to have a bunch of people that are mad that you have a game that you're claiming is offline. that's then phoning home at some point, even if it doesn't need to for any reasons, because it's a hundred percent offline game. Sure. Uh, you know, I mean that, that I, I see an issue with. So those are things that they brought up. I, I do think that I don't know about the maximum fee. I'd have to see how that lays out and how many companies that affects and, and what's the real point it's of not that. Most. You know, yeah. Um, the, 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 I think the retroactive is definitely something that will, that they should have said in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, self-reporting. I don't do that off of taxes. I mean, how, how are you going to track installs necessarily? Not everybody tracks installs, no they track idea. sales. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you need to track installs, track sales? Now, when it comes to a free to play game, I, if, if it's totally offline, and they're not making money off of it. How many installs does it really matter? Well, if they're not, not hitting relying that, on any of your services, if if you're making a truly offline game, then this is irrelevant for you because there's no microtransactions. There, you're never going to hit that threshold. That's what I'm saying, like, so, like, why does it need to phone home if it's a truly offline game that has a flat flat price to install it? 
Like, uh, or, or if it's even a free, offline free-to-play game. Like, are, are you really concerned about those people? No, but I will contend that that's not a vast majority of the Unity games. I think that's a no. very, very small amount. But I would expect, I mean, I would expect the engine to be phoning home. To, is it not? Is it not already doing that? It's got to uh, I mean, you, you don't have to. You couldn't, you could make a game that doesn't phone home. But I, I'm sure right? if you're, if, 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 if I jumped into if the Probably Unity, the default settings, yeah. I'm sure it <laughs> is. And, and that would, phones home at some point. and I would not be surprised by that. I don't even think I'd be outraged or upset about that. I would expect that again from a free engine that it's checking home with, with, with the Unity server. That, that, that's not, that to me, that doesn't seem egregious at all. The main people you'll probably get frustrated about that are people making linux games you know if there's a game you can install on linux linux users get weird and, and watch their firewall logs and everything else and be like why is this connecting i mean my my roku phones home or tr attempts to phone home and i block it how many times per day i mean it's constantly trying to phone home and if i don't want it to do it i just block that uh, sure. anybody using an ad blocker is going to affect this because mine by default already blocks unity um connections I, yeah, mine yeah. doesn't my network does not allow a, a phone home to unity and so how are they going to track my installs it's already going to be flawed from the get-go and is that then not going to let me um install the game unless i go and put a workaround into my my uh my blocker like how that that's the problem that we're going to run into then is i can't install it unless i go and whitelist unity3d.com or whatever it is they're using the phone home sure and that that could that could definitely be an issue in the future. Um, yeah. So I guess the uh, moral of the story is um, well, the 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 moral of the story is stupid decision. And secondly, now we wait and see. Um, yeah. We 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 see what they what they do. They're not going to back off of this completely. They're obviously there's a good reason they're doing this, and that's likely be, as I noted because of revenue generation. Which, again, yep. for a free company, I would expect that's not an uncommon thing or a crazy thing. Um, and I guess the, the, the one of the other morals is, Brian, you, you use free services. This is, what you, unfortunately, what you're subjected to. You mentioned the Google Apps as a, as a great example of it. There's been hundreds of other services throughout, throughout I say, recent history within the last decade that have pulled similar stunts um you know I, one that affected me this service uptime robot which i don't know if you've ever yeah. used before they recently yeah. started charging something like seven dollars a month to track server statuses that was a free service it was free forever i've been i mean i've had it since probably like 2014 or something like that it, it is what it is it's free that's what yeah. you kind of that's kind of what you sign up for and what you deal with the difference between something like that and this is you're talking about indie studios that are not flushed with cash like um, you know uh, Rust is whatever that company is Gary whatever Gary's Newman's company is um, and this is really going to uh, this could affect them big time especially retroactively I mean it's the equivalent of getting a you know, six thousand dollar IRS bill or something like that that yeah. you weren't expecting I mean, that's, yeah that that's exactly what would have happened here so. Um, here, I want to list off some, yeah. some of the top Unity games, just so sure. people know kind of who we're talking about. Rust, one of the top. Cuphead. Hearthstone. Yep. I don't mm -hmm. think people realize Hearthstone, which has... The card game, yeah. It was free. It, it is a free game, I think. It is. It's pack. always been free, yeah. Monument Valley. 
Ori in the Blind Forest, which I've never, that's a Xbox exclusive. And then Escape from Tarkov is another one. Oh, I didn't uh, even if, think about Tarkov. If you look at these, uh, how old are these games? I mean, these are games that have been out for years. I'm not seeing any of the most recent and top games that have been out uh, you know, from Unity of, of PC games or, or console like games. Like what? I mean, like what the main games, the AAA games that you see—they're not, not on Unity. Any of those on this list, yeah, because they're not—they're not, they're not using one... Unity. And I think that's where it, it's kind of hurting them. They said as of 2018, Unity has been used to create approximately half of the mobile games on the market. That's it, exactly. Half it's those, all mobile games. Half of half of the mobile games are are nickel and dimes, small price games. Where if you're installing for a dollar twenty cents per install, is going to be huge. Like, you know, that's if you purchase a game. If you make a little bit of money from having a large install base, that 20 cents is going to kill all your profits on a mobile game. Especially if you only charge a couple dollars uh, well, you know, for the pro version. If we're being honest, most of those mobile games are complete. I mean, mo 99% of mobile games are free. Um, it is, it's all, it's all made on the microtransactions, which they yep. are, which, which I'll note, you're not even required to use Unity's um, payment system, I don't believe, to to do those microtransactions. So that would be, I'd be curious to see how that goes down. Um, Bonner uh, <laughs> Bonner Kuman, I'm not saying your full name, uh, says Unity is effing over the devs, and the devs are going to f us with price increases. Just a great situation. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 what that's what will happen if this is to roll out. Um, and and yeah, that's that's the reality of what will happen. But again, Firewatch. I, I didn't realize this. Firewatch was made on Unity. There you go. But again, but that, so that so, game is so, how old? So so that's <laughs> so right there is the perfect example of a game that is not is a single player offline game that yep. has not was released in twenty fifteen or sixteen, um, and could be getting a multi-thousand dollar bill, tens of thousands of dollar bill from Unity yep. retroactive on their game, which would yep. just sink. Subnautica as well. I mean, Subnautica, same thing. That's not an online game. That's an offline game. No, I mean, there's no, but it, that's at least a new services. game that's still being developed. Yeah, they still put out like DLCs yeah. and things like that, but you've got some old ones inside that thing has been on Humble Bundle how many times? Because I yeah, a gazillion times. So it's it's got a ton of installs, and you're retroacting that. That's just that's crazy to me. It's just seeing some of these that are on the list. It's just they really, I Kerbal Space Program even. Um, yeah, you know, they, ASP. They they have gone through and put that that uncertainty and that fear into the developer where. You're going to think twice going forward where Unity before was the safe bet. That was the safe bet of a, of a game engine. They were going to be around. Uh, there was a lot of support. There was a lot of assets in the store for it. A lot of people knew how to develop on it. And I think this is going to definitely put people to where they're, they're not feeling it's the safe bet anymore. And I think rightfully so. And we'll see here in the next couple of days. So by next week, they should have their answer to how they're going to approach this. So we'll, we'll see what they actually do. All good things must come to an end, Brian. <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, that, I, I just don't see other than them becoming a mobile game developer. You know, like they're, they need to just focus on mobile 
they, if they that's are. they're doing, and they're going to have to price structure around that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I think they are. I think when you when you if you go in the iOS or um, Android store and look at the top 100 games in your mm-hmm. app store, I think you would be shocked at how many of them are running Unity. I mean, figure out how you're going to make money on that market. This seems well, to uh, this is going yeah. towards big AAA type of games. It looked like who they were trying to attack. I mean, you know, we're going to make money from. <laughs> That's not the little no. mobile games. Figure out how to make money off of that. I that disagree like with. I disagree with you. I, I don't think it's the well, per you, see, people could do it. Yeah. Well, but I'm saying, see, you're you're focusing on the PC market. This should be focused yeah. on the mobile market. How easy I say easy. How easy it is to get a million installs on an app, a mobile game on your on your phone versus but they won't be able to afford it unless they they charge for almost every single game, and that's the problem. Is it's like they're attacking the free to play, the low price of entry game, which is their their. 50% of the market for that. But again, if they're not making any money off of those people, that's that's why they're in this situation. Again, I, yeah. I want to state for the record once more, I am not carrying water for unity. I, I just <laughs> no, this, I understand that. But it's 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 that's that's a problem for that's a problem for they any company, start, Brian. My power they company figure just out how to not start making them me. make money. Yeah, well, and and a lot of them are. And and, and I think the the goal with this, I believe, truly, was to get people to use the ad marketplace. That was the goal yeah. of this. They did a miserable job at doing that. But that they didn't was promote the eventual that. goal. They, they, they needed no. to promote that in their initial statement and say, hey, if you're a, you're a mobile game who's our bread and butter, or you know, however they wanted to word that, then use our mobile service. And guess what? You won't have all these fees. But for those people who, are, you know, who aren't mobile or unwilling to use that service, here's going to be the new price. Uh, and people will be like, oh, well, I'll switch over to that. Instead, they didn't mention a word about it, and they created a lot of fear. I, I looked at that original announcement. And I didn't really see them talk about <laughs> They didn't talk about the uh, the, uh, the ad marketplace anywhere in that that I saw. I mean, I have to it skip over it, some more. but it, I don't know if it was in their blog post, but I read that from multiple multiple sources over the weekend. Um, maybe yeah. I'm incorrect, but I, that that's what I remember reading, which would make sense again, because the goal is at the end of the day, the goal is to generate revenue. That is what they're attempting to do. So I think we've beaten yeah. this pretty good here. Um, we'll uh, keep an eye on this and uh, we'll be back again next Monday for another show. We'll have the uh, latest details on that. Um, Brian, it's not in the uh, topic list. But uh, I, I did uh, do what I said I was going to do, which doesn't oh, happen good. very often on this program. <laughs> I uh, installed my video card and played mm-hmm. some Starfield. Now, not as much yes. as I would have liked to play. Um, I've only got probably three, three or so hours in, which is not a lot at all, I yeah. understand. Um, but uh, so far, um, from what I have played, I'm still in the what i would describe the intro scene of the game i'm not still walking through the mine and doing all that stuff but i'm still where the the game is still i still feel like i'm being led along pretty pretty significantly yeah. you're you're make, getting ready to i'm about to make i think the first like major decision of the game um yeah gameplay seems great um i found the star i found the flying tutorial early on very confusing um, I don't know if 
I was attempting to do what the tutorial was asking me to do, and it was not responding. So I don't know if I was bugged during that that session yeah, of the game because it was not responding. It was telling me to press keys to do things, and, and when nothing was happening. Um, so there are some uh, bugs like that though that, that sure that does happen. So you may have hit one of those bugs where it kind of locked up and you had to load from a safe. Yeah. So I can't wait to actually get in some star battle, uh, star fighting, having absolutely no idea how to fly. Uh, so I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Um, gameplay wise, uh, great. The voice acting seems to be good. Um, I've had no major issues with it. It's running great. I haven't put on an FPS counter, but it's running great on my card at high. Uh, I haven't, but I'm not a, I've talked about this a lot. I'm not a crazy, um, settings person. I mean, I still, I'll, if the option is to down, excuse me, if the option is to obtain a piece of content in 720p or 1080, uh, and the size difference is significant, I will download it in 720 so that I, it just doesn't bother me. Um, yeah. so and I watch a lot of my YouTube videos like that. It, it, it is what it is. Um, but it, it's it's so far it's, it's been great. Uh, I've been enjoying it. Uh, looking forward to getting some more play time in on it um, over the next couple of weeks. One thing we'd mentioned last week, or I said something about, uh, I saw an article where they were talking about how Todd Howard had thrown around the idea of using the Fallout um, planet Earth version, mm-hmm. having it to where if you went to Earth or when you go to Earth. That it had the the fallout post you know post nuclear world, did that because it happen? kind of somewhere in there it talks about how I you know I saw somewhere where they mentioned that supposedly Earth is no longer really inhabitable that much because of nuclear war or something I don't know that's I'm I'm not not necessarily a spoiler because I don't know that was just a rumor I heard, <clears throat> but they had talked about putting fallout the fallout world as what you would see when you'd get down there I so that kind of goes to my idea of they could have made this as Starfield being the future of the whole fallout world not necessarily of skyrim because i don't think those two are linked because no not in any way else. shape or form <laughs> <laughs> but i do think that you could have done a uh, a starfield being the future of the fallout world and i think it would have fit perfectly in the lore well uh fortunately for you uh there is likely to be significant amounts of dlc for uh, said game mm. and i would not be surprised to see uh, something like that coming up i'll tell you what though it was refreshing uh, and I think you maybe lamented on this last week. It was refreshing to play a uh, finished uh, AAA game. Mm-hmm. I have not had that yeah. experience. <laughs> Cyberpunk would have been the last time I would have played a game like that, and that was, of course, a complete and total cluster F and a half. Um, it, yeah. it, that's, a, that's a good description of it. I'll, I'll spare the ears of our listeners. Um, so it was refreshing. Now, to, now to, they do to have mods because you're playing on PC, right? So you yes. have access to mods where I don't have access sure. to those on Xbox. So there are probably some pretty cool things that you'll be able to do, and that's refreshing. I did want to mention though, uh, one of the world's biggest mod sites had banned a Starfield mod because what it does is it removes the pronouns from the beginning of the you know when you install the game in the very beginning and ask you pronouns. He, him, or they, them, or she, her. She, her, or they, them. Yeah. So you get the choice between the three. Uh, and so they banned that person and said, we stand for diversity and inclusion. Is that inclusion when you just remove the option to even set it in the first place? Because that's what I understand. Like, there's, It's not something that's pivotal for the game. And if someone uh, wants to remove that totally, how is that not being inclusive? I, I'm not justifying those actions um, to remove the mod. I think that's stupid and petty. 
but I'll say Brian on the same to- on the same vein, and this is probably this is probably a shock to you. The outrage over something like that that is, as you noted, so meaningless and minuscule. <laughs> yeah, ju- it, it, honestly, it makes it makes conservatives and Republicans look like jackasses. I mean, it really does. It's it's just not Brian. Yeah. It's not an issue. Who cares? Like, like if if you are, you know, we talk about snowflake this, snowflake that. You're having a freaking coronary because the option for they them is available in a video game. I mean, you want to talk about and they really didn't throw being it in your snow- face? No, no. I mean, it was a minimal part of it was a minimal <laughs> part of the install. You know, it's just a when you're setting up your character, what what do you go by? I mean, what are your sure? I, and, and something and, and, like that where it's not even. You know, they're not having a list of 30, 35 to 150 pronouns to pick from. That I'm okay with. Because if you just want to be neither. Because first of all, this is a fantasy game where you're creating something that is not real, right? <laughs> you're, you can wow. create them to have special abilities, to have things that do not, you know, you can have alien DNA in your yes. character to do certain abilities. like. This is to me. They did it in a way that was the minimal amount of craziness. Because if you look at some of the other games that we've seen, they they throw craziness in there or they push certain things. I, I think how they did it was the minimal amount, and you know it made it to where if that's what you care about, you don't have to worry about setting whether you're she, her, or he, him, and you can set something else. There are things that in my and again, all of this is, you know, what they say about opinions, Brian, uh, everybody's got one. Um, <laughs> there are things that are worth being outraged over. And there are things that I will call um, it's not even man. It's, it's, it's not even manufactured outrage. It's it's like yeah. fake culture war BS. And I think something like this is is a great example. Now, shame on this mod site for deleting that mod. I mean, again, so now this mod site is the arbiter of what is diverse. With the, the whole term diversity, yeah. equity, inclusion is just garbage in itself. Um, so now this mod site is the arbiter of what is diverse and not. That's just stupid on their behalf. But I think the fact that there was any sort of even I mean, to even make a mod. Like, I'm not trying to, you know come after the guys that the guy that made the mob but to even do that as a mod just seems to be just be stupid I mean, it's just for, for for what for as you know for what reason i mean really like well, elite, you're gonna the install the mod I, brian after you've already created started the game now one thing that i will say though is from what i can tell this person did it in a way that was minimal crazy because if you look at from, from what i remember there was that person who replaced the pride flags in spider-man remastered and then put a political statement in the mod description okay well that i can understand you know because you went and, and made a bunch of statements about it here just making a mod that simply says removes pronoun selection at the beginning of the game character creator period that i figured you know what they didn't sit there and um you know, do a rant from what I can tell, but Hey, uh, you know, they, I guess, you know, if they're going to make this where their stance is, then I would hope that they would do it on both sides. But what is the other side? I mean, they, they're fully on the other side. So I don't see, you know, what is that other side that they're going to be pitted against stance on? Yeah. It's disheartening to, this is some idiot on steam. It was disheartening to see Starfield, a game I, hi- I I had eagerly anticipated 
have incorporate woke elements that detract from the immersive experience. You, sir, are a moron. I, if, yeah, I don't think if, I think they if, did it in a way that, that there's others that were much worse that then that statement would fit, but not this game. I, I again, it's that that's why I call it. I mean, this is tr- Brian. This is true snowflake. I mean, if we're, if, we're, if, if I'm being honest, and I, I, I unlike many other folks, I think I can I think this I think is, a, is proof that I can be pretty objective on things because I do agree. Yeah. I, I think the whole pronoun thing is stupid in itself. But the fact that somebody would bother saying that that is breaking their immersive experience during the character creation screen. I, I don't believe but it's it. not really mentioned anywhere else. No, not from what I've experienced. I'm not I don't have a thousand hours in the game. And obviously this person doesn't either because their whole experience was completely derailed. Um, and by the way, doesn't it default to he? I think so. Yeah. And and one thing I want to mention, too, <laughs> so is you would have had to whole... click on the pronoun to change it to something else. Yeah. Which they didn't default to they. Um, no. One thing now. Uh, Previous Fallout games, when the flirt options, don't they allow you to flirt with males and females? I, I from mean, the I'm, get-go. I'm like, sure. I, from, what I remember, from what I remember on all the previous games of Skyrim and Fallout, I think they didn't set you to where like a guy could only flirt with a girl and a girl could only flirt with a guy. Like That's been their stance for many, many years now. And this one, the same thing. Like There's a flirt option that comes up, you know, whether you're a guy, a he, him, and there's a male character, you know, person that you're talking to, like that comes up. So it's not like this is shockingly new for this company. I mean, this has been kind of their stance of, you know, we don't set whether you're forced to go down one path or the other. And that's the part of the immersiveness is that they're not telling you what to do or be for for a lot of it. And if this person, that kind of goes against what that person was saying, like the immersive part is, not being forced down a single track. And I've always viewed the flirting with he, him, or, you know, flirting with the guy or the girl companion, whether regardless of what you are, has been kind of that immersive, it's your choice. The game's not making the choice for you. That and, and This is right down that same aisle. I mean, Brian, I'm as political and, and stuck in my ways as, as they come. And the fact that I can see how just absolute garbage and BS this whole thing is, is, is a pretty, to me, is a pretty good sign uh, that, that this is just, I, I just, it's fake, it's fake virtue, it, it's, it's virtue, it's literally virtue signaling. I mean, it is, it is the yes. quintessential definition of virtue signaling. And it pisses me off more than anything else is that it's people that are on my side that are doing it. And these are the same ones that will point at a Democrat and go, Oh, look at you. You're a snowflake. You're this, you're that. And you're, again, you're having a coronary over saying Starfield is woke because you had a they, them option in the character creation screen. I mean, get over it. Who freaking cares? And I think that's the thing is when when you get outraged about everything, uh, the thing that's important that you do get outraged over won't matter at that point because there won't be... There won't be anything that they they be like, oh, they get they get upset. It's just like what you see on the other side. A lot of times people getting upset about the craziest of things. And it's like, well, if there was something important, you wouldn't know because they're getting upset about every little thing that comes across their screen. Right. Yeah. And so I just think it here we're a danger of that to where we really need to. If there's something that's truly shocking or you think is truly, uh, you know, knocking at the morals of of your your faith or or whatever you consider to be American. Go, you know, go after that, but not sure. this where yeah. it's just 
it's minimal and it, it's what i would consider fairly normal maybe I'll tell you the real 30 reason. years ago yeah well no but but i mean again you know brian we talk up you know we again we're running out of time but i i just you know we i, I genuinely feel that i'm a, a an, an inclusive person if if i meet somebody out out and about and i'm having a conversation with them at a bar or restaurant and in the course of the conversation a pronoun comes up I, i'm not going to like poke fun at that I, I mean i respect people brian and i don't know that yeah. I, for, I guess some folks would say claim that i'm not a you know, that makes you a this that or the other i mean i have general respect for people my intention in life is not to be rude or mean or ill-spirited or willed to somebody if somebody asks me respectfully to do something or not do something a 99% of the time I, 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 I will do that. Now, you, you hit a point where it's just like, all right, this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it's just, it, Brian, the real reason this ticks me off is it makes me look bad. It makes me have to carry water for yeah. this stuff, and which I don't appreciate. There's not, you're telling well, me there's not a bigger woke issue going on in the world right now than your they-them character selection screen in Starfield? There's no other woke battle to be fighting? This is the tip of the spear for you? This is the cross that you're going to be nailed to and die on? Are you freaking kidding me? Man. Seriously? Nothing else in the world's no. going on? Nothing. No, no other serious culture war issue is going on besides this? Well, and that's why I don't like to tie myself to like, you know, the term Republican. I've always told you I'm, I'm a libertarian because I sometimes oh, like will have to put <laughs> that I'll sometimes have to put up with things that I don't agree with to, to, to be able to, in a, in a way I think is justly say that I have the right to believe the things that I believe in. If I can't, if I don't think that you should have the right to believe certain things, then I shouldn't be shocked when you then turn around and say, I don't have the right to believe certain things. I think that's the difference is when you start pointing the finger and saying, well, you don't have the right to think this or say that or be this. Well, just imagine if the, the whole thing was turned and they were saying that to you. Would you be outraged the yep. way that they're being outraged? And if <laughs> yep. I would be outraged, then, you know, just like I, if, if I, I should be accepting of other people's religions and beliefs, if I want them to be accepting of my beliefs. We have friends. I have relatives, friends that are gay. I need to be accepting of, of things about them, right? If I'm expecting them to be accepting to, uh, of yeah, you don't have to be things about me. Yeah, you don't have to be. Don't you have could to be, be a, but... you could be a bad. You could be. And I don't think I don't say bad person, but you could be a, a kind of a you could be a, a mean spirited, mean willed person that doesn't want to deal with it. And guess what? That's your choice. I don't care what you want to do. If that's the way that you want to harbor your relationships and do your thing, have at it, man. I, I don't particularly care. Um, yeah. but uh, God almighty, it's, it's frustrating to, to, to just see such stupid issues again, when we're taught, when you've got so many actual problems going on problems. in society right now, <laughs> they, like, like children being sexualized in school systems, actual issues and you're crying Things that you should starving. stand up for, right. And say, yeah, I don't agree with this. Yeah. But it's easier to just post a stupid comment on the steam forms, I guess. Yeah. So, well, that's the, sorry that's the to, we're you know, in. This is uh this is what you tune into. This is the this is your infection podcast. All right, Brian, we got like a minute. Anything else we want to hit? All right, hey, I just wanted to for people that want to go check out. There's something we have talked about in the past number of weeks, but the streaming cost of TV is now officially higher than cable, which we said was going to happen. Yeah, you know, as soon as people start nickel and diming every single oh. service and trying to sell and then raise the prices. But I have found an article that really goes into that. If you want to see. But uh, how the streaming, they're calling it the streaming crash, 
where people are dumping streaming and as you said going to tv over the air these free uh-huh. services going yep. back to everything that it was before that people were trying to get away from <laughs> we're right back to there uh and it's, it's kind of funny just to see how it's reversed and gone to what we originally started with when i was young all where, where everything was over the air with ads all that is old becomes new again, Brian, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and 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 you're you're seeing that now. Now I did read this article, um, and it's it's accurate. I'm not saying it's not, mm-hmm. but when it talks about the average cable price, that's with the base tier of cable with one cable yeah. box and no DVR and some of those other things. You start you add two or three cable boxes which most which I would consider normal or HBO in any form or not even the no not not even that stuff. Let's just keep it just regular cable. You got a living room a, a, and and a and a bedroom, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, whatever. Now you've got four cable boxes at Five if you want HD, you got to have a box. Exactly. So you know, it, 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 at yes, but also no. Um, depending on what services you're getting from. I mean, I saw a Spectrum commercial this morning. Cable service starting at forty nine bucks. Yeah, for if I think probably if I wanted just one television in my house. Uh, now I could use the Spectrum app on my Roku's on my other devices and and probably get away yep. from probably get away with it. But um, yeah, interesting story. That's over at nine to five Mac. You'll find that in our show notes. At and I don't think I think it's the free now. over the air is is the big thing. I think that's where you'll see people that are paying a minimal amount of money and just having ads here and there. Uh, I think that's going to be the one that really competes against these guys more than cable now. Speaking of that, um, I saw I was watching. Uh, did nothing yesterday besides listen and watch football. Um, Yellowstone, which is a Paramount Plus show is airing yeah. now on CBS, which is their parent company, oh. uh, on Sundays after uh, 60 Minutes, after football. So they're re- it's th- for, for, through right the first season. The over the air. So, so it's very interesting, a show that is... Been, now, the first season has been out for at least three or four years. Um, well, no, maybe not that long, maybe two years. Um, but it's it was very interesting to see that they are running Yellowstone as if it were a traditional network yeah. television show. Um, and it goes, I think goes to that point too. Yep. So, so we'll, we'll see where this goes, but for people who want to read more into it, yeah, we'll have the link on our website and go check it out. Hey, are you ready to roll out of here? If you want to find me at voice computer on X, or if you want to go to at Brian Aldridge on gab, Getter, truth social, wherever else those are still alive. Uh, if you want to go check out my blog, biteoftech.com, or you can go check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. Make sure in the upper right hand side, you go join our server on discord because There, we'll have a a show news channel if you want to submit a topic or something that you think will enhance the conversation, give us more information. Throw a link in there, and we'll review that before the live show. We also have 11 ARC servers up and running uh, with a regular player base that are on there every day. So if you want to go, maybe you're getting kicked off of the official servers or something, come join us. Uh, Also, you can get a hold of Nick or I if you need to. If you want to watch the live show, you can do that through Twitch or YouTube or, after the fact, the upload on Rumble. Or the lower right-hand side, we have all the different audio platforms for the podcast, we, we record that, we upload it. It's available on a lot of different devices in way, different ways. But if you're listening to it on one of those, that means the show notes for that particular episode are all up and on the uh, on the website. There's a video and audio player built into there with links to everything that we discuss, whether it's a video, uh, maybe some source material, or you want to just dig deeper into what we were discussing. There's a lot of things that you can get on there. Go check it out. If you want to support us, you can go to the support menu option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. 
Yes, you can do that. Brian, thank you very much. Greatly appreciated. And we are back again next Monday uh, for the next couple of weeks as we uh, work around our schedules. So hopefully you'll be uh, tuned in for that. Uh, folks, if you want to uh, check me out, if uh, enough political and if uh, that wasn't enough political antics for you, I'd do that for a living. It's great. Uh, you can check out the Wilmington's Morning News podcast uh, wherever you get your shows or visit my website, nickcraig.com. If you missed any portion of this show, maybe you want to read Unity's ridiculous attempt to fix their problem that they created, you can check out all of that on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.